Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 180 of Rams Up. Mostly talking NFL draft here today. We do have a little segment at the end here where we check in on our NFC West rivals. Hey, we had our live streamed mock draft. I had a bunch of viewers chiming in, helping me make picks. I think I had six different people make picks in this groupthink mock draft, as I called it. Went pretty well. It's a lot of fun. We'll be doing that again. This is what you do. Subscribe to the YouTube channel youtube.com slash at LA Rams up and you'll get notified when we schedule such an event and you'll be notified when it goes live as well. It's a lot of fun. Really encourage you to join that. How did that go? Well, this is how it went. A live streamed mock draft. That was Saturday morning. First off the board for the Rams, Will McDonald, the edge rusher out of Iowa State. I love that pick. I think our guest exotic soy sauce Pick that one for us. The Rams number two pick, 
Diane Henley, the linebacker out of Washington State, uber-athletic, fast, speedy linebacker to help out this core that right now is limited to Ernest Jones and a handful of special teams guys. So I'm okay with that pick as well. The third pick for the Rams, Tyreek Stevenson, the big cornerback out of Miami. Fourth up, K.J. Henry, the edge rusher out of Clemson. The fifth pick for the Rams, Payne Durham, the tight end out of Purdue. And then we got an interior offensive lineman with our sixth pick, Jared Patterson out of Notre Dame. Another solid pick to help out that unit. And then we got our backup quarterback, Jake Hayner out of Fresno State. And he could be our next great quarterback. He looked really good in the senior bowl. Our eighth pick was the big running back out of Kentucky, Chris Rodriguez. And then we got an offensive tackle with our ninth pick, Nick Saldaveri out of Old Dominion. And we wrapped things up with our second cornerback, Starling Thomas V out of UAB. Rams love these small school cornerbacks. And Starling Thomas fits that bill. And number 11, Cooper Cup 2, perhaps, Jake Bobo, the wide receiver out of UCLA. Talking more draft, Athlon Sports did a three-rounder, and the Rams came away with Felix Enaduke Uzama, the edge rusher out of Kansas State, Garrett Williams, the cornerback out of Syracuse that is recovering from an ACL, and Matthew Bergeron, the offensive tackle. I'm okay with those picks. I'd rather pick a cornerback that can play right away and help this unit out immediately. Garrett Williams would be a pick for 2024, I think. He's a good player, good value as long as he comes back 100%. And Bergeron, is he good enough to take over that left tackle spot from Joseph Noteboom? If he isn't, kind of wasting a pick. Or maybe he's the replacement for Rob Havenstein down the road. Three good picks, though, for the most part. Better than a lot of these other mock drafts I've seen where the Rams are picking three offensive players and no defense with their first three picks. ESPN draft analysts Matt Miller and Jordan Reed apparently have the scoop on the Rams, what they're doing in the middle part of this draft. And they're looking at two wide receivers, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State and Kayshawn Boutte out of LSU. And I don't have a problem with either of these players. What I'm confused about is, How they could have this scoop, I don't put a lot of faith in it. I just don't think the Rams are going to let that out of the bag. They are one of the tightest organizations when it comes to what their plans are and what they might be doing on the player front. Just not buying it. But if it's true, so be it. Boutte is the higher rated guy. 5'11", 195. He is a speed size combo guy, and I like that, as I'll talk about later. That's what we need to add to this wide receiver group, in my opinion. He didn't have a great 2022 season, but his two years before that were pretty darn good. I'd be okay with the Rams drafting Boutte if it were in perhaps the fourth round. Again, they don't have a fourth round pick. Maybe they find a way to pick one up. Jalen Reed, on the other hand, the wide receiver out of Michigan State, what he would bring is that vertical threat. He's very versatile, and he can also return kickoffs and punts. And there's some uncertainty with the Rams there. Who's going to get that job with Brandon Powell moving on to the Vikings? 
I do have another draft to share with you. Sorry, that's what we do this time of year. Prior to the live stream I did Saturday, I ran another mock draft, and in this one I took a completely different tact. I started out this draft, pick number 36 overall, by taking Eddie Tomia Edebore, the defensive lineman out of Northwestern. He's getting a lot of buzz right now, and it seems like a lot of Ram fans would jump all over him. Is he a defensive tackle? Is he an edge? Is he a defensive end? It depends on who you talk to. He's 6'2", 282. He's going to have some limitations. He does not have the ideal length for the edge. He doesn't have the ideal bulk for playing inside, but he is a very good football player. So let's say the Rams took him at number 36. And the second thing I did was I followed that narrative that the Rams are looking at wide receivers early. And I took the best available wide receiver, a highly competitive guy out of North Carolina, Josh Downs, a little bit on the small side. I think he could overlook that in his case. He plays with tenacity, very competitive. So we have our defensive tackle edge with our first pick and a wide receiver. Can we still get the cornerbacks that we like? At number 77 in the third round, I took Tyreek Stevenson, the cornerback out of Miami, 6 feet, 198. He's a big cornerback. He can match up well against some of these big receivers. Remember, we got Debo and DK Metcalf in this division, and the Seahawks could very well add another big wide receiver, Quinton Johnson out of TCU. So I like adding a cornerback with size. We didn't have a pick until the fifth round, and I took Andrew Voorhees, the offensive lineman out of USC, He is a pick for 2024. He would probably go in the second round if he hadn't torn his ACL at the Combine. So we get a steal as long as we're willing to wait a year. The 171st pick, I took Ja'Korian Bennett, another cornerback. He's out of Maryland. And then with the 177th pick, I got our running back, Eric Gray, out of Oklahoma. I've picked him a couple of times. We followed that with our 182nd pick overall, Jaron Hall, the quarterback out of BYU, a guy the Rams have met with. And with the 189th pick, much like the Edebore pick, I picked another guy that may be somewhat positionless, Marte Mapu, the linebacker out of Sacramento State. Or is he a safety? He's probably a linebacker. That could be a very effective blitzer. Another guy that's just a pure football player. It's a little bit risky because you got to find a way to use him effectively at his size. Like I say, really in between. He can't play safety. He's too big. Might be a little undersized for linebacker. But as I said, a football player. At 191 overall, I got the Clemson tight end Davis Allen. And 223 overall, I got our safety, Jay Ward, out of LSU. And 251 overall, I took another guy that may be somewhat positionless, but very versatile, DJ Johnson out of Oregon. He can play edge. He can play a little bit of linebacker. Definitely a great special teams player. So much like all of my other drafts, pretty much pick guys for every position group including two cornerbacks, which I think is critical, and three guys that can potentially bring pressure on the quarterback, that being DJ Johnson, Marte Mapu, and Adebore out of Northwestern. And before we move on to the next segment, I wanted to talk 
real briefly, a little baseball, a little basketball, Cody Ballinger gets a standing ovation in his first at-bat at Dodger Stadium, steps out of the box to acknowledge it, and gets a pitch clock violation. You know, sometimes people in authority have to have some situational awareness. That's all I'm going to say about that. And, you know, I'm always arguing with people, who's the GOAT? Is it LeBron? Is it Michael Jordan? Well, it turns out it's Austin Reeves. Did you see this guy in his first playoff game, Lakers versus Grizzlies, goes off for 23 points? Ray Hachimura pitches in 29, and the Lakers win going away, beating the Grizzlies 128-112. to Fun game, fun fourth quarter. Well, really, fun last few minutes. Reeves going off. It was a sight to see that guy's a player. This last segment, I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to check in on all of our NFC West rivals, the Seahawks, Niners, and Cardinals. And then I'm going to wrap things up with my fearsome four things the Rams could do in this NFL draft that would disappoint me. First, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. And you talk about the NFC kind of being up for grabs next season. A lot of teams kind of scrambling, trying to figure things out. Leading the list, the Arizona Cardinals. They've moved on from Cliff Kingsbury. Got a new coach there. Kyler Murray, their quarterback, recovering from an ACL, as is their tight end, Zach Ertz. Buda Baker, their great safety, requesting a trade. DeAndre Hopkins, likely gone. Byron Murphy and Zach Allen, both gone. J.J. Watt, retired. And on top of that, their owner in all kinds of hot water for a variety of reasons. This could be a down year for the Arizona Cardinals. If you're a Cardinal fan, you have to be thinking things have gone from mediocre to bad really fast. The Niners don't have a set of problems. They really just have one. Their defense is dynamite. Their roster is great. They've got weapons all over the field. But what about their quarterback? It looked like Brock Purdy was the answer until he had that injury. I think there was high hopes that he was going to come back in 2023, but he was recently quoted as saying that he's, quote, not really sure, honestly, end quote, whether he'll play in 2023. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Where would that leave the 49ers? Well, they have Sam Darnold, who is okay. You know, the Niners never really ask their quarterbacks to carry their team. They never have. They never will. It's a very quarterback-friendly offense. And Sam Darnold could be okay there. And then there's Trey Lance. The front office and the coaching staff has showed zero confidence in him. So why should 49er fans? It's just a really disappointing situation if you're a 49er fan. You think that division and that conference title is basically sitting there on a platter waiting for you to take it. You just need a decent quarterback. And right now... Brock Purdy may not play. Sam Darnold wouldn't be overly thrilled about that. And then Trey Lance could be great, could be horrible. 
we may find out this year. And the Seahawks, a lot of change going on up there. They've retained Geno Smith, Jason Myers, and Drew Locke, but they've also lost linebacker Cody Barton and linebacker Jordan Brooks, still recovering from an ACL. They've lost Rashad Penny, the running back. LJ Collier, the defensive end, has moved on. Two safeties, Jonathan Abram and Ryan Neal, no longer with the Seahawks. Kyle Fuller, an offensive lineman that gave them a lot of flexibility up front. He is gone, and Austin Blythe has retired. Marquise Goodwin, the wide receiver, also no longer with the Seahawks. They've added Evan Brown, the center, and two linebackers, Devin Bush and Bobby Wagner, of course, so that helps soften the blow of losing Jordan Brooks for a while. But the biggest change is really their defensive front. They've added two defensive ends, Dremont Jones and Jaron Reed. They're going to look a lot different up front. And, you know, sometimes I wonder how much it really matters with the Seahawks because I think Pete Carroll and his staff do such a good job of making sure this team stays competitive. Sometimes it seems like it doesn't even matter who's on that roster. They're going to bring it. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be a tough out. Now, there was a stretch there where the Rams kind of dominated them, but Other than that, this has been a very competitive team year in and year out, and I think they will be next year as well. So what are the first and four things the Rams could do to disappoint me in this upcoming draft? Well, number one, I'll be disappointed if they don't draft a quarterback. I mean, there are some guys late in this draft, Aiden O'Connell, Jake Hayner, Clayton Toon, even Max Dugan. That would be a big improvement over last year's backup quarterbacks. So we need to bring someone in, not necessarily as the heir apparent, just someone that can step in and do a halfway decent job if Stafford misses a game or two. We can't roll with the situation we had last year. If Stafford gets dinged up again and we have to plug in John Wolford or Bryce Perkins, not going to be thrilled about that. What's the second thing? Well, I'll be disappointed if we don't find a way to pick up a fourth-round pick. I don't want to watch 90 guys come off the board between the Rams' 77th pick in the draft and the 167th pick. Got to find a way to get a pick in between those two picks. Looking at the draft pick value chart, the Rams' 77th pick is worth 205 points. Three teams have two fourth-round picks, Atlanta, Cleveland, and New England. So if the Rams were going to give up that 77th pick, for example, for, let's say, Cleveland's 126th pick overall, that pick is worth 46 points. So Cleveland would have to throw in a lot more to make that worth the Rams' while. What's a more likely scenario, I think, is the Rams package two or three late picks for one of those fourth round picks. Not sure if they can get it done. Fortunately, they have a good relationship with Atlanta. Les Snead still has ties there. New England is always willing and dealing. How about this? The Rams give up that 77th pick for Cleveland's 126th pick and maybe a couple of late round picks or maybe even a couple of 2024 picks. Rams got to make sure the deal makes sense, but I'll be disappointed if the Rams don't have a pick in between that number 77 pick and the number 167th pick overall. What's the third thing that will disappoint me? 
you know, there's a lot of smaller skill guys in this draft, and I don't mind if the Rams pick up one of them. A guy like Tank Dell, the wide receiver, Trevius Hodges, Tomlinson, the cornerback, Josh Downs, another wide receiver, Devin Achan, a smaller running back. But I hope the Rams don't draft a bunch of these guys. I really suspect that Les Need and even more so Sean McVay are just enamored with these smaller speed type skill players. We need to add some speed size combination wide receivers. We need to add a bigger running back. We need to add some bigger cornerbacks. I don't mind if we add one of these smaller skill guys. Tank Dell would be a great example. Devin A. Chain, the smaller running back. But we need to add some size, especially at cornerback. We cannot roll with a bunch of small cornerbacks in this division. Go ahead, draft a smaller 2-2 at well, too, if you'd like. But you better add some size as well. And the fourth thing that will disappoint me is if we do not come out of this draft with two cornerbacks. we got to add one early, a guy that can play day one and contribute in this secondary. And we need to add another guy that if he can't start day one, if he can't contribute day one, but later in the year, he's got to be on the field contributing. This is a really thin cornerback group. We need to add bodies and we need to add two cornerbacks. Even if we bring back Troy Hill and or Grant Haley, we need to draft two cornerbacks. We come out of this draft with one cornerback. I'll be disappointed. And I'll add one more thing that would disappoint me. If we don't come out with a very promising edge rusher, I'll be disappointed. We can't wait and draft a guy that's maybe a hit or miss type guy. We need to add a sure thing edge rusher, which means, of course, using one of those first three picks on an edge rusher. If that doesn't happen, I will be extremely disappointed. going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.